You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here with me, as always, is Mason Thompson. Mason, how are you feeling as we are about to wrap up our draft grades uh, for the 2022 process? I'm feeling pretty well. Uh, I moved back home finally after another long semester, but uh, kind of ready for the summer just to kind of grind out some work, just writing and kind of some preparation for next year's draft which we will definitely be getting into uh, in the coming weeks. That should be a lot of fun. There's a lot in the works uh, for this summer regarding the draft. It won't just be 2023, but there might be some other things as well that we'll do. But not to jump too far ahead, we do have, obviously, like I said, our last grades to hand out. We're doing the AFC and NFC West on this go-around. Obviously going to start with the AFC West, as we have often started with the AFC. Stronger conference, why not? Um, But... We'll go with the Denver Broncos first here and obviously made the move for Russell Wilson. That's a big one. They were talking about at at pick nine when Seattle was picking, they were just looking at Russell Wilson highlights. Fantastic. That's, that's great. Uh, But they started things at pick 64 with Nick Benito edge rush from Oklahoma. Come back, pick 80 in the third round as well. Greg Dulcich tight end from UCLA pick 115 to Mari Mathis cornerback from Pittsburgh pick 116. Ioma Uzurike. Defensive tackle, Iowa State. Pick 152, DeLaren Turner-Yell, safety from Oklahoma. Pick 162, Montreal Washington, the wide receiver from Samford. Uh, pick 171, Luke Wattenberg, offensive lineman, Washington. Pick 206, Matt Henningsen, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. And then rounded out at 232 with Fayon Hicks, the corner from Wisconsin. So, Mason, thoughts on, on how the Broncos did with, I mean, a decent amount of capital, all things considered, yeah. for the Russell Wilson trade. Um, so there wasn't really any glaring needs on the Broncos roster, maybe outside of like right tackle, because uh, us Packers fans, we know kind of Billy Turner's kind of ups and downs, struggles. Um, they didn't really necessarily take an offensive lineman until Wattenberg there in the back end of the fifth round, which was kind of awkward. Maybe they're going to try to take address the tackle position next year, but again, they don't have a first round pick. Um, I think Benito that's, this is kind of like a very good landing spot for Benito. He doesn't have to necessarily start right away. He can be that rotational piece behind Gregory and uh, Chubb. So uh, I think that was kind of, and they did another like behind the scenes as well. Um, Unfortunately, what kind of made me upset was they kind of learned out the other names taken, which I get it like they were deciding between two names and they blurred out the other one that they didn't take. So that was kind of upsetting to me at least. Cause I was like, what would have happened if they took this other guy? But obviously they don't want to show that. I get it. Um, I actually really like the Dulcich pick because that kind of pairs nicely with what they want from Alberto. Um, obviously no fans gone to Seattle now. Um, 
So the kind of tight end was a big need. I think that's going to be kind of a – they have so many weapons. But, again, that offensive line – I mean, the interior is fine. Uh, the real question is where, what, who starts at one of those guard spots between Quinn or if they start Glasgow. I know Glasgow could potentially be cut, but obviously uh, going to Whitewater, I want Quinn to kind of get as much playing time. Oh, yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> they have a really good interior, but that right tackle spot is just kind of a sore spot. Um, is Mathis going to play – corner or safety for them is my question i guess that's a i mean that's a great question i one would think i mean that he would be i mean he would be playing nickel yeah right at the yeah i mean at the same time obviously he's played outside but like i mean you feel pretty can, set out there. I mean, he can. I mean, yeah. if you want to move, I, I feel like, oh, hey, Moody is probably better outside. Patrick Sertan, yeah. obviously, is your lockdown cornerback from one type. Slot or say, I, if they move him around, I'm going to be really intrigued because that's going to be a lot of yeah. fun because obviously they yeah. have Simmons. Do they still have Jackson? I'm blank. Yes, they do. Super hard. They do. Okay, yeah, they do. I mean, you, you'd think slot. Um, slot maybe they have a long term plan with safety yeah, if Jackson is off the books, but like, yeah, they don't have a slot oh. corner now, do they? Because obviously, at the day that we're recording this, Kyle Fuller, of course, where does he go? <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Um, <laughs> goes to goes to Baltimore. Classic, but, classic, classic. Um, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say that Washington is probably just gonna be a return man for them. It's what it sounds like, anyways. Most yeah, likely. I think getting the two Wisconsin guys where they did was yeah. excellent value. That is that was kind of absurd to me that they got them that late, especially Henningsen, especially after that um Shrine Bowl. So it I mean it, it was like that for a lot of teams. Like how did they get this guy where they did? Um, but I think it wasn't anything obviously they didn't have a top sixty pick, so they couldn't really make as much noise as they could have, but like with what they had, as late as they had, I feel like they did a good job. Yeah, I think overall it was it was very solid uh, across the board. Like you said, Bonillo's not going to start right away. That's okay. He's going to be a rush specialist. It's fine. No problem with that. Like Dulcich, we just might not see it immediately. It's very it's it's very rare to see rookie tight ends produce. Right? I mean, there's not we we know that there's not going to be another Kyle Pitts. It's, at least, well, maybe there might be next year in terms of impact, but getting ahead of ourselves, but like there won't be a Kyle Pitts this year. Right. So, and, and even Evan Ingram, like had a really phenomenal rookie season, like 800 yards. And, and with just the amount of mouths to feed really in Denver, I mean, they're going to be an 11, a ton. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So Dulcich, I mean, again, he's going to provide a, a role potentially down the line. If you see one of these receivers, not stick around because he's a yeah. really, really good receiving tight end. And that's where he's going to thrive. My question is, I, how early is it? And that's okay. Yeah. Like that's, I'm not dogging a pick for it. I'm just setting expectations in terms of impact for him. But I did like the pick. I like the Mathis pick. And then, yeah, like you said, the two Wisconsin picks at the end, I really liked. I mean, to get Mathis and Fayon Hicks, that is yeah. really nice for your corner room. Uh, if you feel like you're not totally sold on Ohe Mudia, like potentially, yeah. potentially. Not so- to get ahead of ourselves, two starters there. Did what weren't they the team that Indianapolis traded back up with in the third round, right? Indianapolis. I think that's correct. Which pick? With the pick that Indianapolis took Nick Browns. 
maybe. I think, I think so. Trying to think of whose pick that was. Indy moved. I guess, yeah, it was through Denver, through the Rams. Yeah, it was. That was the, oh, yeah. So that was a Von Miller. Yeah, that was the Von Miller pick. And that then was a Von they, Miller, one of them, yeah. Indy gave their fifth and then next yeah. year's third, their own third. So my question is, at 80, could they have taken Ryman and then still come back at whatever pick that was and maybe get dual stitch? Ryman? Yeah. Did he, go, did he go after 80? He went 77. Oh, he went 77. Okay. Close. They could have taken Ryan. Yeah. They could have taken Ryan. They could have taken Ryan. Because I don't – I know Owen Reese put out a big, like, big, big – uh, like archive type thing on Ryan. He said, I mean, I agree with him. We agreed before the draft. Yeah. He can still play T that he can play tackle. Yeah. I don't it's literally those two. If you look at it, the two with the shortest arms of like those top ish tackles went in the third round. Like they almost had the exact same arm length and it was getting talked about with Ryan. Yeah. That's the reason why you shouldn't play tackle, but it wasn't with Ryan. So it was weird. But they went in the same range. And one of those guys played Kayvon Thibodeau, by the yes. way. Um, and did very well. And both played LSU. So even you can yeah. go, oh, well, Ryman faced LSU. Well, so did so did uh, Ryan um, and did very well. But, yeah, I mean, across the board, like a lot of the milling picks, like you said, Montreal Washington probably going to be a returner. I mean, they're, they're loaded at receiver. Like they're yes. deep enough. Where like hopefully that's, that's what you carve out. They, they went heavy on secondary. That's very, yes. very Fangio-esque. Weird. Yeah, I mean, which obviously Evro Evro is their yeah. is their DC, so that makes a lot of sense there. I, I like the two picks. It's a more of a versatile lineman in Uwazarike and Henningsen, yeah. kind of a little more straightforward role in terms of where he's going to play. But I mean, across the board, this was this was solid considering. I um, gave it. I gave it a B. So that's exactly what I gave it. Yeah, yeah. just strong across the board. Yeah. Um. Uh, not 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 super flashy. Um, yeah, no, maybe Benito, but after that, it was just really just solid down down the line. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of B's for Denver, uh, and now we'll move on to Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, they did some things. Yeah. Here. Uh, so let's start this off here. They moved up from twenty nine to twenty one with the Patriots. Selected Trent McDuffie, cornerback, Washington. Stuck with their pick at thirty. Took George Karloftis as rusher, Purdue. Pick fifty four. Sky Moore, wide receiver, Western Michigan. Pick 62, Brian Cook, safety, Cincinnati. Pick 103, somehow stole Leo Chanel, linebacker, Wisconsin, that late. Pick 135, mm-hmm. Joshua Williams, cornerback, Fayetteville State. Pick 145, Darian Kennard, offensive lineman, Kentucky. Pick 243, Jalen Watson, corner from Washington State. Pick 251, Isaiah Pacheco, running back, Rutgers. And 259, Nazi Johnson, cornerback from Marshall. So heavy. On the secondary, which I truly think they needed to do. Yes. What do you think about this? this I I completely agree with the going heavy on secondary. They desperately needed it. Um, We talked about like Baltimore stealing players like around after they should have. Look at this as well. Yeah. Um, Carl Atis shouldn't have even been close to that spot. McDuffie could have been taken way a little bit ways before. Um, I think pretty much. Most of the draft mix on Twitter thought that Sky Moore was going to end up in Kansas City one way or another, and it we did. Got it. Yeah. Um, obviously, 
getting Chanel. I think Joshua Williams, that's a steal in the fourth round. Darian Kennard in the fifth. How? I guess is my question. Maybe they, maybe the NFL didn't know where to play him, I guess. Um, yeah. Even like Jalen Watson, that's very late to get him, I thought. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to note, I guess, is I think, is it Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. Okay. He could have a role this year because it seems like they don't really, I guess, believe in Clyde as much anymore. Excuse me. No, no, no. This podcast does not tolerate Clyde over Zillair slander. Absolutely not. How dare you? But like they went through however many running backs last year. Daryl Williams had a thousand yards from scrimmage. Was that last year, the year before something like that? Uh, He just signed with um, Arizona. Arizona, Yeah. Obviously, um, Damian but, Williams was huge for the Super Bowl run. Yeah, but that was obviously it's, before. That was. Yeah, uh, it's but. it's weird because they it's like, uh, it's like a San Francisco type thing, but not as to that degree, where they just kind of shovel through running backs whenever they feel like it. So yeah, it's just kind of weird. But I feel like Kansas City is. I know you said you're kind of done with your A's. I think last episode. A pluses. A pluses. Okay. A pluses. A pluses. Um. Yeah, but I feel like this is almost on par with can't with Baltimore or the Jets just because of where they got the value at. Um, maybe Brian Cook was around early, but I felt like that was a solid selection, especially for what they needed. You can balance um, they, it out with Chanel. Yeah, so they got rid of Honey Badger, and as much as it, like as much as it's almost a positive that he's gone, but Daniel Sorensen's gone. Um, but. They desperately needed help in the secondary, and they did that with four selections. So, yeah, I mean, I I like, I think the McDuffie pick is my only question because, like, I get maybe maybe I'm not as high, but like, I I still think he's a good player. Uh, moving up for him with Elam still on the board as well. I, yeah, that was maybe my only question. You know, maybe a little qualms with that. He's just not as bigger. I mean, Elam's got potential to be, you know, that they're tough man press we talked about him right we talked about him to buffalo in a previous episode but like that would be my only qualm really i mean yeah the like the cook thing yeah sure it's early but like a safety room with like justin reed juan thornhill brian cook sounds pretty yeah. good to me like you have enough speed there with thornhill you have enough i think two guys who can process well and hit in reed and cook and like that's a that's a i think an overall better room and, and that's what they had, yeah. Yeah, and so like I like that room a lot at safety. Justin Reed was just hanging around on the Texans. Just the, it's yeah. like the Lamborghini in that kind of like old house part thing, like yeah. that meme. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even if even if Reed's like average, just slightly above average to the position yeah. for the Chiefs, that's still a big win. Same with Cook, right? Yeah. Obviously, not all of these guys are going to pan out. I know a lot of people yeah. like Darren Kennard is like potentially their best selection, which is kind of wild, but like, yeah, what I understand, I understand the, the Kennard thing. Cause they're like, Oh, maybe it's just Orlando Brown on, on the right side. now. it's like, ah, maybe, I maybe mean, that's probably where they're going to try him considering what they have on the interior right now, which is yeah. just loaded. I think you try him out there, attack, you see what you can do. Like that'll be the competition to watch. Yeah. Pacheco just gives you more explosiveness. Sky Moore's a beast. We don't even need to talk about him. He's the greatest receiver of all time. Um, <laughs> we don't need to know. talk about Chanel. I mean, yeah. That's Chanel's insane. In- 
like oh, the, linebacker physicality between like him, Bolden, and then Willie Gay. I mean, I was not a Nick Bolden fan, but he's kind of turned it around. So I like Bolton. Yeah. See, I, I get the Bolton thing, I think, was the very much like the athleticism cap. Yes. Combined with, oh, can he get off blocks with his length? And yeah. for me, like, I th- I remember Summer scouting him way back when. It feels like forever ago. <laughs> but like, like, he was just crafty in terms of he didn't have to engage. He could dip. And that was like really cool to see. Chanel's just going to beat you to shreds. Um, His game against Iowa. Who oh boy. <laughs> Um, my goodness, he, he blew up gave Linderbaum. Linderbaum some trouble on a few occasions. Yeah. So dude's got, I, I, I just don't understand how a linebacker like that big, that athletic, that strong goes a hundred and third. Help me yeah. out. It's like, help me I out. Don't get like, it. like Miami took Tyndall before him. The pick before. Yeah. It's why did that happen? It's almost like the same thing as Zach Buck. Yeah, it just from a few years ago. Odd. Yeah, it's just odd. Why he they just don't like the Wisconsin linebackers. They never learn. Yeah. Chris Borland went super late. Yeah. TJ Edwards undrafted. Yeah, they never learn. It's all right. The AFC will keep paying for it year after year. I mean, Carl Loftus. It doesn't make sense. What's there sense. to say, man? Ugh. What's there to say? You love you love it for the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 awesome. Like their front just needed somebody to get that yeah. extra gear going. Like anybody. And now they've got it. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love what they did. Like, can you imagine even if like McDuffie is like a relegated to the slot type of player? Like, even if that happens, like Joshua Williams <laughs> could end up being like that dude. Yeah. Has to be like, all right, how did he get to pick 135? This is the classic Legereus need selection. This is the classic Veach day three corner yeah. who's going to be better than maybe the guy they selected early. If that's I a mean, hot take, but it's just like, it's the draft. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, even that like could easily happen. Not like better than McDuffie, but Jalen Watson too. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. He's so much better than the 243 pick. Yeah. Like they just, they just knocked it out of the park. And while I didn't, give them the same grades I gave Philly and Baltimore, who just, to me, was just just absolutely crushed. The Chiefs are right there. They're mad because they didn't get to that 97th percentile where the A-plus starts or wherever the A-plus <laughs> starts. They're just they're just under that. I gave them the, the strongest A you could give. Um, I, I loved it. I, I They did a great job. Um, we'll see if off if right tackle gets fixed. That's maybe the only yeah. thing. Uh, other than that, though, the the receiver room is going to be very very interesting. It's so, going to be fun. It's going to be a fun receiver room. I'm excited about it. Um, I did give it an A plus just because of the value selections: Karloftis, Moore, Chanel, Williams, Watson. So yeah, I mean we're in that same range again. So I don't him. think there's really any arguments here. Yeah. Um, moving right along, Las Vegas Raiders obviously didn't have a lot of picks. Um, Packer fans know why. Uh, yeah, on the Packernet podcast network here, yeah, we, we, we know. Um, so yeah, this, um, so there's they're uh, they moved back to start actually, moved back four spots when the Titans came up for Willis to start their draft, I believe. 
Uh, so they start at pick 90 and move back. They get Dylan Parham, guard from Memphis. Pick 122. You, you, you said the Chargers, and you're talking about the Raiders draft. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, I clicked on Vegas. <laughs> you said the Chargers. Well, why did you? Now we have to. There's uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so Vegas Raiders, they moved back four spots for, and with, with the Titans coming up for, for Willis. They start at 90. They go Dylan Parham, guard Memphis. They take Zamir White at 122, running back from Georgia. Pick 126, Neil Farrell Jr., defensive tackle LSU. Pick 175, Matthew Butler, uh, defensive tackle Tennessee. A pick 238, finally, Thayer Munford, offensive line Ohio State comes off the board. Pick 250, it took Bertin Brown, the running back from UCLA. Very interesting, interesting draft here. Yeah. For um, Mason. For the for the Raiders Chargers, <laughs> um, I think it's weird for the Raiders because to me they aren't. I mean, now that they have Adams and Waller, they have explosiveness explosiveness on offense. But like last year, I was saying like their two best players were like a running back and a tight end. Now it's you have that explosive receiver. Um, honestly, if you look at their roster, it's solid. They don't really need anything outside of. Last year, I was like, this whole line is not good. Um, they addressed that with Parham, but I don't really know if he gets a starting role this year. Maybe one of those guard spots. Um, I'm not sure who's slotted in right now. Um, I'm going to look, but like, they just. Yeah. Where is Leatherwood playing? I think is like the yes, biggest that's, question mark. That's right? literally what it is. That would be the domino. Everything I looked at had him playing right guard and then Brandon Parker at right tackle. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which then, I mean, which puts Parham in a back of bullets, if I am correct. Yeah. I mean, who's playing center is the other question. I mean, maybe he plays center at that point. That's where I think his best spot is. I mean, you yes. look that Andre James is the only yeah. one that's listed at center that they have under contract. So maybe that's it. Interesting yeah. that they list Munford as a tackle um, on there. Yeah. So maybe I think, center, but... I think Parham's probably going to be maybe the starter at center. Um, I thought like that was decent value because I saw a lot of stuff that had him going like late second, early third. So getting him closer to the late third, sure. Um, I do want to say something here. Um, with Zay Jones being traded to Atlanta, my question now is, why didn't you draft a receiver? Because, like, outside Wait. of... Oh, Brian Edwards? Oh, I said Zay Jones. My bad. Yeah, you're good. All right, um, one-to-one. It's one-to-one now. Yeah, it's one-to-one now. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Brian Edwards being traded to Atlanta. Like, Yeah, like, why aren't you drafting a receiver? Because all you really have is, like, Renfro, Adams, and then I think, like, Demarcus Robinson as, like, your top three. Um, if I am correct, was Ezukanma available? Still, um, yes, I believe so. I'll so, double check, but I'm pretty sure 122. You, you said, yeah, he was available. Yeah, 122. Yep. Okay, I would have maybe taken Azukama there over White because, like, if you look at their running back room, sure they declined the option on Josh Jacobs' his fifth year. I mean, typical like New England thing, just to get all sorts of new running backs in and out. But you still have Kenyon Drake. You brought in Brandon Bolden. Why are you taking two running backs? I mean, I get Zamir White. He's explode. He's 
maybe still got the explosiveness, maybe not with yeah. all the knee injuries. I think it's a good chance to take a shot on that in the fourth. I don't I just don't know if the Raiders were necessarily the team to do so. Um I know they added a few pieces to their defensive line in free agency. Um, I do like the Matthew Butler selection a little bit more than the Neil, Neil Farrell one. But again, maybe you take a corner there. I know you added Rocky Sin, but like, look at how late Joshua Williams went. Look at how late, how late Zion McCollum went. Why aren't you taking one of those guys, I guess, is like what I'm saying. Um, obviously, Montford's a good value selection in the seventh, but like, for me, the draft was a little bit confusing. Um, good players. I just don't necessarily agree with the process. Yeah, this it, it felt a little all like you brought up corner. I think it's a good point. Like Nate Hobbs was their best corner last year playing in the slot. You bring in, like you said, you traded for Rocky Sand, who's a free agent after this year, as is Trayvon Mullen, as is Anthony Averett, as is Darius Phillips. Oh, good. Amik Robertson's under contract, though. Great news for, for two more years. But, like, <laughs> that room is not good. Even if even if you like, okay, Rocky Sin, that one good year was not aberration. We believe he's going to be the guy. Okay, that's the guy you're extending. Still, though, um, I, I just feel like this is a unit that we've kind of waited on. They've thrown yeah. so many picks the last several years at corner. Nothing has stuck. Gotta keep swinging, like as much yeah. as, or you have to pivot, like they did in the free agency trade sphere, and get more yeah. guys than just Rocky Sit. Which I, I credit them for doing that. If they believe, okay, we're not evaluating corner well, we got to address it some other way. Maybe yeah. like the Dolphins with offensive line. Like you have to take other avenues then, pro scouting yeah. rather than college scouting. If that's just every every scouting unit is going to have weaknesses at certain positions. That's just how it goes. But they need to do more. I mean, just look at who you're facing in the division. You've got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and now Russell Wilson. Can this secondary hold up against those guys? No. Trayvon married 10 interception season, baby. I mean, that's, how, yeah, that's, that's the only way. Mary, you've got Mary, you've got Yasin if he still keeps up his production. Yeah. But like outside of that, aren't they still starting Jonathan Abram at one of their safety spots? It probably, unless they play two second year guys. It, I mean, with maybe. Gillespie as well, but like maybe they're doing that. I I would I'm imagine st- Abrams playing. Though. <laughs> I'm still not trusting that secondary against those quarterbacks, and then you've also got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy, all those guys in Denver. They're lucky Juju's that the Chargers smooth. didn't add any receivers. Yeah, they're lucky. I just I'm not ragging on the players. I'm ragging on the process. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, I'll I'll even go as far to say that like. Even the coaches and GM hired. That was, I mean, get a, getting away from that, but yeah, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Demarcus Robinson, and yeah, that's the other name in there. Obviously, Mac Hollins is another. Um, Renfro due for an extension next year, by the way. Yeah, that's going to be decent money. Um, you mentioned the two running back thing, and yeah, I don't know what Brown's going to do for you. Um, they. They added Sincere McCormick as an <laughs> oh, undrafted free agent. Why? Why so are you? Why, are why did you, you take Ben Brown? So they got three running backs. Good for them. This is very New England-esque with McDaniels coming in. And I don't love it. Um, 
I do think Farrell and Butler will play different positions, right? Yes. Like if you're going to be in a multiple front, like if you're not going just four man front, even if you are, you're probably going to have, obviously you're going to have Farrell shade more nose if he, if he plays early and, and if he doesn't, I mean, Butler. Yeah. We, I think we both like Butler as a, as a three tech and yeah, does a very good job in that role. They've got a lot of names on that defensive line. A lot. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a, that's going to be a battle. Um, I don't know. It just lacked a few things, even if Parm's, a, which I think Parm is their best selection here. Maybe Butler is, but if, if Parm's there, they're planning to have him as center. Great. That's, that's your yeah. best pick. But other than that, I don't know. Like you said, it, it definitely feels discombobulated here. I gave it a C. So, okay. I gave it a C plus. I just, I liked Parm and Butler a lot. Yeah. And that kind of drove it a little bit higher, but overall, yeah, I just, I don't know. Not the best start, but again, they're probably laughing all the way to the bank. They got Devonte Adams, so yeah, sure. Instead of picking in the first two rounds, so add that to the class. Technically, yeah, they're, they're probably pretty good with it. Yes. Um, rounding it out, we are going to actually go with the Los Angeles Chargers this time. Um, they started. They started the festivities. Pick seventeen. They went Zion Johnson, offensive line, Boston College. Uh, pick seventy nine, JT Woods, safety from Baylor. Pick 123, Isaiah Spiller, running back, Texas A&M. Pick 160, Otito Ogbunaya, defensive tackle from UCLA. Pick 195, Jamari Sawyer, nice, offensive line, Georgia. Uh, pick 214, Jasir Taylor, defensive back, Wake Forest. Pick 236, Dion Leonard, uh, defensive back, Mississippi. Interesting. And then pick 260, they took Xander Horvath, the fullback, uh, out of Purdue. Yes, sir. Mason, I know where you're going first. Yes. Go for it. Um, it's we've said it so many times, like through these like recaps. It's like smart teams stay smart. Yep. And that's what the Chargers did. They took two, in my opinion, top fifty guard, two top fifty like overall players in the class from like a guard standpoint. Zion Johnson and Jamari Sawyer. Yep. Z- Johnson's probably going to start at right guard. I don't know what they're going to try to do with Sawyer. Maybe just have him as a backup. Sure. One of those guys go down, just throw them in. Perfect. I'm thinking Filer plays right tackle now. And then you, they play Sawyer at left guard? Yeah, or Johnson or if, vice versa. Sawyer did both at the senior bowl. Yeah. If that happens. So that's probably what – I would think so, right? Like, yeah, that's there's no way they're like, throwing either of those two Storm guards Norton. out of tackle, right? Gonna yeah, or let Storm Norton, Norton play. Yeah. Seems unlikely. but I mean, if, if they awesome. move Filer over the right tackle, just have these two guys starting at guards, it's literally like not as – like aggressive as Trey Smith last year. But Pop like, the champagne. Yeah, still. <laughs> um, they're also – Chargers are also a team that loves to run like free safeties. They did it with uh, that safety that's new in, now in New England named Anthony Phillips or yeah. something like that. Um, Adrian Phillips. Adrian, that's it. Okay, yeah. So they did that with Adrian Phillips plus Derwin James and Nasir Adderley. Um, I think they're going to do it again. 100%. With, Adderley, James, and now JT Woods. Um, I felt like that was really good. I wasn't the biggest fan, fan of Isaiah Spiller. At that spot at 123, sure, go for it. Um, Joshua Kelly might just get phased out, I guess. Um, taking another shot on a defensive tackle after getting Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day, sure. Your biggest weakness last year and probably the biggest reason you weren't in the playoffs last year. Go for it. Um, I know you're going to talk about not getting a receiver. But 
I mean, it's, it could be Josh Palmer season. Yes. Very possible. Could be Josh Palmer season or um, who is that deep threat? Oh, Guyton. Yeah, Guyton. Could so be. I'm I'm fine with this. Yeah, I mean, this is good overall. I just I, – I, I would have loved to see them. They didn't even get a chance to take Olave, Jameson. Wilson, or, or Jameson, which sucks. That would have been interesting. That would have made for an interesting, yeah, if Johnson or like one of those guys were on, that would have made much more interesting decision. But like, I mean, listen, signs of beast. Um, this is like back-to-back home runs, first round offensive line, Slater oh, yeah. and Giant Johnson. Like, I know it's easy to, I know it's easy to think, oh, they're just saying that because he's been good. Like, listen, Slater was good. Like, yes, go look, you can go look back at my like previous live stream if you want to. Slater <laughs> was fantastic. Zion, we, We've been hyping Zion. We've been raving about him. Yeah, if you've been listening to this podcast the last month or so, and and plus, you know how we feel about him. JT Woods is interesting. I think he's a quick processor, and obviously he's got the speed to boot. So he's going to be able to cover ground. That's going to be very interesting to see out there. He's deployed year one. Again, the Sawyer pick was phenomenal. Love (laughs) that one. Dude's a bully. Uh, uh, This is what's super fun, too, is like Sawyer and Johnson are absolute bullies. And you remember the press conference where where, – where he, t- where he talked about Staley talked about this. He's like, the run game is all about establishing physicality. Oh yeah, just be physical, right? I know the analytics don't talk about running. He's like, that's what this is about. It's about being physical. Those two are going to help you out. Yeah, that's great. I do agree. I think potentially phasing out Roundtree as well as Kelly for yeah. Spiller. Question is, um, Eckler's got two more years, I guess. Interesting. I don't know how that's how it's going to work itself out. Um, I guess they have Gerald Everett, so tight end was a little bit less of a potential need for them. Come on now, Parham's still there. Yeah, Parham is still there. It's very true. It's very true. Trey McKitty, forgot about him. Oh, boy. Duh, stupid. I don't know why I even talked. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I mean, if the 2-0 line picks hit, I don't even care about the rest of the class. Yeah, no. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if Spiller – Spiller could be bad, and a lot of people like I yes. told you, so that's fine. Don't care. If Zion Johnson's or Mario Sawyer are good, this class will get an A in three years from me. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Like you yeah. protected Herbert, you have Slater, you got Lindsley, like fantastic. Yeah, it's so, it's fantastic. I gave it an A minus. You gave it an A minus. I actually yeah. only gave it a B. I, I yeah. little little eh, across the board. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't get the full you know, I get selection. That, yeah. I don't, Spiller. I mean, I you guess, but like overall, I don't know. It, little hit or miss. Zion and Sawyer gives it the. That's the dri- Yeah, those yeah. are the drivers. Woods over cross and a couple others. Yeah. That was a little odd. I get their speed there. We'll see how that works out. I don't know. Telesco on defense has been very hit or miss. Yes. Uh, moving yes. up for Kenneth Murray. linebackers. Yeah. Kenneth Murray pick. Oh, boy. Moved up 14 spots for that. Yikes. But this is another team, right? Like your second round pick is Khalil Mack. Sounds good to me. Hold on. Crazy. Hear me out. What's up? Nicobe Dean was still available, wasn't he? At 79. At 79? Yes, he was. That probably should have been the pick. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Or yeah. just taking cross. Yeah. Would have been fine with that as well. I mean, especially um, with Kaiser White now gone, that linebacker room is kind of, eh. All I'm going to say is Khalil Shakir was available at 120. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to Also, Calvin Austin was available at 120. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, that's uh, listen. That's interesting. I actually want to dive into Jasir Taylor. 
now a little bit more and see, see what he's about. Yeah. Um, just to see, like go into his game and what Staley thinks that is there. It could just be special team to start. Obviously. Probably. Again, you, you draft this guy rather than going after him on draft free agency. So there's something there you saw. So that'll be interesting to go deep dive potentially in this summer. We are going to take a short break here and then we are going to switch over uh, to the NFC West. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back here uh, with the It's Always Drafts and Podcasts. Switching it over. Last division. Uh, to wrap this thing up, the NFC West. And we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals uh, in terms of grading. So we're going to throw this in there, obviously, because it happened during the draft. Uh, trading away pick 23 to the Ravens for Hollywood Brown. So that really started the whole weekend for them. Pick 55, they come back. They they select Trey McBride, tight end Colorado State. Pick 87, Cameron Thomas, defensive lineman, San Diego State. Pick 100, Majai Sanders, edge rusher, Cincinnati. Pick 201, Keontae Ingram, running back, USC. Pick 215, Lasita Smith, guard, Virginia Tech. Pick 244, Christian Matthew, defensive back, Valdosta State. Pick 256, Jesse Lucada, linebacker, Penn State. And pick 257, Marcus Hayes, guard, Oklahoma. Mason, how did the Cardinals, uh, how'd they do? So I'm just going to start this off by saying I was not a big fan of the Marquise Brown trade. Um, I did not feel like he was worth a first-round pick. I get it. They got a top 100 pick back um, that I felt like they used on a good player in a position of need. But um, maybe they knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to get suspended beforehand before this trade. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. But to me, I guess 
Cliff's taken so many shots that like receivers, uh, I guess he felt kind of like he had his hand forced with the whole entire Kyler Murray situation. Um, to me, honestly, I feel like that's kind of already gone. Um, I feel like Arizona's going to take a big step back this year. Uh, if you look at the roster, they don't really have any much, very much cap space. Uh, Chandler Jones had to go. Christian Kirk had to go. Um, sure, Cameron Thomas and Elijah Sanders are here now. Uh, two players I really liked. Uh, I felt like they got them at decent value selections. Um, McBride, uh, good player, great player. I don't necessarily see the need. You already have Zach Ertz and Max Williams, uh, so I don't necessarily get it. Um, my question is, you have, in my opinion, needs across the offensive line. You have very big needs in the secondary, and you waited until late day three to address that. Albeit, Lucita Smith is good. Marquise Haynes is good, sure. But I don't think either one of them are going to start this year. And this team pretty much has to compete now. Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury's time is almost up. And this experiment has kind of almost kind of ran its course, in my opinion. Kind of a rotating door at defensive coordinator. I don't necessarily understand the process. Good players, yes. Same thing with the Raiders. My question is, you have needs almost at the positions you practically didn't address. Yeah, I mean, this this offensive line is still a struggle. And so this is the other thing. Like, they have two players, basically, not named um, Smith, Hayes, and, and Greg Long, signed yeah. past this year. Those two players are Rodney Hudson, who's gotten way up there. Uh, yes. He's past 30. Like, still a good player. Has been really, really good in his career. Um, and Josh Jones, who has really just not found his groove. A player who a lot of people were kind of yep. clamoring for the Packers to potentially draft. We were back in, in, in 2020. That's it. And... I just feel like right tackle is not solved. Beecham or Jones, I don't know. They, they've retreaded Will, Ant, Will Hernandez, Justin Pugh. Those sound like the two guards that will start. So basically you're drafting future guards. Like I said, I like the players. I like Lasita Smith a lot. I think the movement skills yeah. are very, very good. Like he And he is fine in his stance, handling bull rushes and whatnot in, in a phone booth. Like that's – and Marquise Hayes – We'll put you on the ground. Like, that's great. I just, this feels like they've tried to patchwork it later in rounds rather than trying to get top talent at the position. And you threw away that top pick for a speedster at receiver and yeah. while ha who has been productive and maybe not, not totally worth the first. Well, maybe he was worth the first round. I mean, he's been productive. That's great. Yeah. Like, that's, that's good. You're adding a productive player. But, like, when I get it, you take the chance to get a guy that, that Kyler Murray knows, he's played with before. I just feel like their approach at receiver has not been very good um, no. in, this, in this regime. Hopkins was a no-brainer. 
yeah throw that out the window any anybody would have done that especially for the compensation yes anybody would have done that probably could have told like a, an eight-year-old no disrespect yeah. to them plenty of smart eight-year-olds but you could have told them deandre hopkins for a running back like yeah i mean rondell moore you hope yeah, you hope he's now your over the middle space player who can take advantage of like you spreading teams out and beating one guy in goal. But it just feels like Trey McBride is just not a fit here. No, and Zach Ertz is your guy for this offense. Yes, you extended him. Great. Why are you drafting McBride then? Such and they a still weird... like Max Williams weird selection that just felt like the next regime's problem. Yeah. Thomas and Sanders can be fine. Sanders, even though the weight fluctuation was apparently illness related, that seems to have been a like consistent. I, I don't know what he played at. No, we don't know what he played. at. I mean, probably in the two thirties, I can't imagine it wasn't. And like Thomas is kind of like what in that, like, that's literally what this I was just about to say. The multiple front, like probably not playing true five or outside no. any further. He's got to be inside. I like that role here, but like for Thomas, I like right. his role that he plays because they already kind of have Watt in that role, but maybe that's just a lot backup. I yeah, don't know. Which is fine. And I kind of like that better than Sanders, honestly, who seems to be really undersized at the position. Like, so I think I'd like the Thomas pick. The best? No, I'll see to Smith. I like the best. But Smith and Sanders, like, I like McBride. He's my top tight end. Yes. But what are we doing here? You took a running back at 201, and now you've signed. Yeah. Just signed Daryl Williams. Like, you have Connor Eno Benjamin, Conte Ingram, Jonathan Ward. Like, what are we doing here? You, you brought in Pledger. Yeah. And, draft, and Rivers, too, in undrafted free agency. So why are we not doing more on the offensive line? Um, or the secondary. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, secondary, you're banking a heck of a lot on, on Marco Wilson. You know, the guy, which is, and interestingly enough, on Spotrack, he's listed as a safety. What? I don't know if they have inside info. If he, if he, if that's what? a thing, if that's a thing. Throw, throw them, throw, throw Arizona in the sun. If that's a thing, he on Spotrack, Marco Wilson's listed as safety. Now, fourth round corner, tons of athleticism from Florida. But like, if you're banking on him, even if this is wrong, and I don't know why they have safety there, like, if that's wrong, you're still banking on him. Byron Murphy's been a slot guy, he's been good. He's been a slot guy. You're waiting to say one name, Jeff Gladney. You signed, you better hope he's good. I liked him a lot. He got in trouble. Very serious trouble. Yes. Seems to have figured itself out, though, slightly. Apparently figured itself out, but, like, there's a lot into unproven on the secondary. Glad you have a bunch of linebackers, though, that you've you've got put together. Good for you guys. I'm glad. I'm kind of surprised you didn't draft Quay Walker in the first. The defensive tackles, too, aren't great. Like, Lucky Foto, Rashard Lawrence. Those were day three picks. They're both nose tackle types. There's just this roster lacks so much juice. 
I get it. Outside of skill positions. Yes, I Good get for it you. Now for Kyler. I get it. It is. I'd be pissed rough. off too. Like I get it. You're adding skill positions. That's fun. Like we we need to talk about this offensive line. It's bad. And Kime and them need to answer for this. And like I get it. Like Cliff hasn't been the best coach adjusting, right? Like they've gotten out to hot starts. They don't finish. Why they don't adjust? And they say, and Cliff is basically said, Kyle, make plays. Just do what you can. Perfect. So like this is this is. It falls a lot on, on Kingsbury in terms of like what's happening during season. But Kime, brother, buddy. Yeah. What is this? What are we doing? Last three I, drafts. I have no clue. Yeah. Like I like Isaiah Simmons. You maybe you played him at linebacker. They should have taken had who was no, the tackle they took had, him over. Who I was mean, the tackle they took him over that year? They took him. I think they took him over three of them. They took Will's him over Wills. Wills Worth yeah. and, and Beckton all went after that. What are we doing? <laughs> and you played him at linebacker, not even safety, which has become more valuable at these last few years. Yeah. You took Zaven. You took Zaven Kyle like in the first round. Could have moved up maybe to get Slater. Like could have. We'll see how Darisaw pans out as well. Like I know we're ranking, we're ragging on them so hard about previous drafts too. But like, listen, this, this is not this going is well, and I don't know. This hurts because I really liked at least three of these guys. Yeah, like I like McBride. I, I like Lucia Smith, uh, and I like Cameron Thomas. I like the players, even Jesse Lucetta. Yeah, Lucetta. I mean, Sanders has played yeah. played very well at Cincinnati. I just feel like there's no vision. They're they picked good players, but they did not do enough. Like, like Darth I don't throw, think like I, throwing two guards rather than any tackles day three is really yeah. odd to me. And the thing is, is they have throw. enough they have enough star power on offense from the skill positions. Like they might get into the playoffs and it's just gonna blow up in their face. This is it's gonna be the same thing as last year. Yeah. So this is like doing what the Bengals did with Burrow times like 10. Yeah. It's worse. Now, granted, Murray can run around for his life way, way more than Burrow can in terms of mobility. Great. Like, that's not helping him. That's not going to get it done. Running around with all that nonsense. Yeah, you can do that against some last place teams that you face. We get to postseason play the Rams. Play the Bucks. What are you doing? Packers, even. You're going to get beat to shreds up front. Yeah, the yeah. Packers front is nasty. 49ers. Yeah. Philly. New Orleans. Yeah. The fronts are loaded. You didn't do enough. I'm sorry. There's going to be one team in this in this grouping that's going to have a good grade. The rest, this, yeah. is, this was rough. Yeah. What did you give this? D plus, man. This, D plus, this, yeah. This stinks. Yeah, deep loss. Reeks. Steve Kime is not good at this. Um, all right. Well, that was fun. Very, <laughs> very, <laughs> very cheery. Um, very fun. Uh, I have a feeling this one won't be either. Um, no. I guess we're going to the Los Angeles Rams here. Here's the thing: Rams fans probably don't listen to draft podcasts, do they? No, they don't need to. And I guarantee this grade legitimately means nothing. 
No. Because they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who cares, right? But here we go. Uh, pick 104, they took Logan Bruss, offensive lineman, Wisconsin. Pick 142, Jacoby Durant, cornerback from South Carolina State. 164, Kyron Williams, running back, Notre Dame. 211, Quentin Lake, safety from UCLA. 212, Darian Kendrick, cornerback, Georgia. 235, Daniel Hardy, defensive end, Montana State. 253, Russ Yeast, safety, Kansas State. And 261, A.J. Arcuri, tackle, Michigan State. Mason. I mean, a lot of picks on day three. Yeah, typical Granted, of them. They got a lot of them. They do that. And and yep. odds are that's, I mean, a lot of swings on day three is fine. You'll get some yep. potential players here, but. They've gotten a lot on day three. My question is. Do they do it this time? I Maybe. Maybe one. Maybe two. I don't know. Um, They were really excited to get Logan Russ. Very excited. And I, I think they should be. They should be. Because he might like be their that. starting right tackle this year. So, sure, go for it. Maybe Which, it was early. Maybe it was early. Sure, maybe. But they clearly had – they loved him. They didn't expect him to be there. They love Wisconsin linemen. So they have three starters. Yeah. But we've talked about Kansas City earlier just taking shots at the secondary. Yeah, I'm I not going to fault them for that at all. I sure. don't think the Rams did a good job with the players, though. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah. Jacoby Durant looked – I mean, I didn't do enough tape study on him. He looked kind of good. Like, I liked the tape when they put on his highlights. I think it was very well known throughout that I was – I didn't understand the Darren Kendrick hype at all. Uh, he was slow. I get it. He played at Clemson in Georgia, but he was slow. Big reason why I fell to 212. Sure, at that point, take the shot. Um. Probably outside of Russ, the best selection for me was Kyron, just because I feel like that's yeah. a good fit. Although they already have a few running backs in the stable. They have Akers coming back. He actually looked like he had more burst after that injury. Yeah. Um, you still have Daryl Henderson, and now you throw on Kyron. So it's kind of a loaded backfield. But, like, Quinton Lake is a big name. But, like, I don't know, like, outside of Russ and maybe Durant, maybe Williams, how many of these guys have a role this year? Which they don't need it, really. Maybe. I mean, right tackle, especially with Russ. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, so, I mean, Kyron probably going to do a lot of Sony Michelle things this year, which is good. That's, That's the role. If that's the role, love that. I think that makes a ton of sense. They have three backs. This is McVay we're talking about. So, okay, all systems go. We're fine. Um, How's their front? Okay, a lot into yeah. Leonard Floyd and Terrell Lewis. Yeah. Hmm. Ernest Jones seems to be the day yeah. three guy that's hitting. Yeah. Like, had a great um, Super Bowl. Yeah. Actually, pretty actually, some other pretty solid games actually down the stretch in yeah. the postseason as well, but obviously culminated um, in the Super Bowl performance. So I think they're good there at linebacker. But I just I feel like edge rusher, anything. I mean, they took Daniel Hardy. Is he big? It's the one guy I really do not know too much about. He's more of a linebacker, isn't he? Oh, like straight linebacker. How big is he? Do you, have, do you have it? They listed him as a linebacker. They, oh, interesting. 
do they? Well, I like outside. Well, they say edge now. Okay. I don't necessarily know. Let me look up our last real quick. But so like Logan Bruss, I like that. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. This is he's tackle potential guard. I think they're going to, he, he played tackle. So they're probably going to leave him out there. Makes sense to me. I don't see why not. Um, kind of let some guys fight for spots. I, and note boom's going to be the, well, haven't seen might. Yeah. Haven't seen note boom. David Edwards, another Wisconsin guy in their roster. Um, the, that it's good to at least to me, add to that competition. Yeah. Cause I just feel like that's not set in stone at all. No, it's not. So look at that. Look at that. Uh, Arizona Rams. <laughs> the first thing they did offensive line, the first thing they could possibly do in the draft, they took offensive line. By the way, Hardy is 6'3", 240. 240. Okay, so that's probably – okay. So they kind of addressed it. At so. pick 235. Eh, you know. <laughs> it's the Rams. It They'll do what, what they it want. Is, is what it is. I mean, they threw a lot at secondary. I just feel like – I think it'll be Lake or Durant that hits. Yeah. Is my guess. Um, And, and Kyra – I mean, there's just not a lot here. No. But, and, and so – There's a lot of names. I'm, there's names. I just feel like I'm going to go on a limb and say, I think this was, is probably going to be their worst showing of yeah. day three selections. Yeah. They did a very solid job. Again, I think we probably dogged them last year for, for what they yeah. were. So who knows what that means uh, by us saying it, but I, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I didn't really see it this time around. I, I like the brush pick. Kyron's five. That's RB three. You're taking at 164 over other positions. Feel like, Edge maybe could have been addressed earlier. I would have maybe thrown even another pick at offensive line, honestly. Yeah. But I'm glad they did the brush thing early. So I gave got? it a C, and it's primarily hanging on Bruss and Williams. So yeah, I gave a C minus. So look at it this way, you did better than Arizona. Yeah. Which you're probably going to do better than Arizona this year as well. Yeah. During the season. So well, yeah, um, that's kind of a given at this point. In my opinion, it it but... feels very given that it's going to be struggle. I think for them to reach the playoffs, you've seen like them in Philly do very different things. Yeah. This off season as two teams who kind of. Yeah. On that playoff. I mean, Arizona was in the one C conversation, but they clearly slipped back towards the mean at the end where Philly was rising towards that. So they kind of ended almost on the same plane. Philly did more this off season. Philly did a lot more with a lesser quarterback. And they got and they got a better receiver. Yep. They added to the defensive line. Their offensive line is good. That's it's there's a lot. There's a big difference. Yeah, their running and backs may not be as good as yours. Who cares? Their offensive are you line talking is about good. Phillies? Yeah. I think the group as a whole is better. You think so? Yeah. I feel like I can't name their group outside of Sanders and like Boston Scott. Sanders and Gainwell. Oh, they have Kenny. Yeah, I was higher on Kenny. I hope so. Like this feels pretty meh. They add to the secondary too. Why like wasn't Arizona? Why yeah. wasn't Arizona on Bradbury? Don't know. Doesn't make sense. Well, Bradbury clearly thinks the Eagles are better. Well, um, they are. It's hard, to, it's hard to disagree on <laughs> they that. They are. Yeah. Um, all right. San Francisco 49ers up next here. Started with they're another team who started late uh in the second round. Pick 61, they get Drake Jackson, edge rusher from USC. Pick 93, we've got Tyrion Davis Price, running back LSU. Love to see that, you know, uh, throwing picks at running back in the third. They love doing that. Um, 
Pick 105, Danny Gray, wide receiver, SMU. Pick 134, Spencer Burford, guard, Texas San Antonio. Pick 172, Samuel Womack, cornerback, Toledo. Pick 187, Nick Zakelj, tackle from Fordham. Pick 220, Kalia Davis, defensive tackle, Central Florida. Pick 221, Tariq Castro-Fields, cornerback, Penn State. And pick 262, no idea why they did this. They took Brock Purdy, quarterback, <laughs> Iowa State. Um, Mason, how are we feeling? So with the Drake Jackson selection, I saw a lot today that D Ford is probably out the door. Yeah. As a potential cap casualty. Uh honestly, their pass rush rotation is kind of nasty. It is. With Bosa, Ebukam, Kamoko Ture was didn't really pan out in Indy, but there's a reason they picked him. What was that? Like fourth round, third round, something like that. Um as of right now, you still have D Ford. You have Charles Matahue. I think if I am correct, he did flash a little bit last year towards the end. You add, in so, Drake yes. ja- you add in Drake Jackson now. Plus, you still have Jordan Willis still around there, who's shown he can kind of put some stuff together. Um, sure, it wasn't maybe the biggest need, but they took probably the best player on their board. Um, <laughs> you mentioned taking another running back in the third round. I don't understand why. Uh, that would that have. would include, by the way, not even just Trey Sermon. That includes Joe Williams, by the way, yes. if anybody doesn't remember that. So <laughs> yeah. Um and people be like, who? Exactly. <laughs> um anyway. San Francisco literally has like five running backs that are gonna rotate between now. Absolute so, pain. Stop yourself. And not to, kind of to go off subject here. I had somebody trade for Elijah Mitchell for 2023 first. They clearly don't know what's going on in this backfield because you have Mitchell, Davis Price, you still have Jeff Wilson, you still have Jermichael Hasty, and then if Shanahan Shanahan ever tries to do something with Trey Sermon, he's still there. Jermichael Hasty stands. You know where you're at. Unite. This is our year. So we're gonna get to what I'm trying to get at here because there's one very glaring need on this roster, in my opinion. Um. Oh, yes, but, there is. Yeah. But taking a running back, I don't get it. Um, oh. Danny oh, Gray yeah. is a good player, in my opinion. Um, Shanahan just has a type. rough track record of receivers outside of IU. He's got a type. Yeah. But if you look at it, Dante Pettis did not work at all. Um, so maybe Danny Jaylen, Gray is – Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd, oh boy, I remember that one. Um, but I like Danny Gray as a player. Uh, I just don't know if this was really the correct place because I know they wanted Juwan Jennings, who I was not a fan of at all, kind of came into his own a little bit last year he towards did. the end. He did. Um, you already added Ray Ray McLeod, I think. That was this offseason. Uh, didn't they add Malik Turner, too, as much as that's not as big of a don't deal? Be, but Don't you be slandering my Illinois guys. How dare you? Um, but I just, you? especially on a team that took AJ Jenkins. Well, first. yeah, um, I do. <laughs> they did I do, do like they did do both of those. Yeah. yeah, they also have Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I do like taking a shot on Burford. My question is, why aren't you taking a secondary player at all until the fifth round? Here's the thing: I, they got three Castro Fields. Yeah, that's though. what I was also going to say. So, but big still. W there. In my opinion, big W. Yes, that is a big W, but however, the secondary is bad. Kobe Bryant at either 93 or 105, please. 
Joshua Williams, Zion McCollum. Yeah. I mean, Seattle got the two best day three corners we're going to get to them shortly. Yeah, they got – yeah, that's, we're finishing with, with a good team, by the way, uh, in terms of their picking. But, like, this was – this felt a little discombobulated. Hey, we got Jason Poe, though, in undrafted free agency, yeah. the Mercer – Offensive lineman slash potentially fullback Love mark. Um, please let him catch two touchdowns this year. <laughs> please. I'm begging. Shani, just you to me, man. You don't have to tell anybody else, but you know, send me a little message if you got some plans for Jason Pokes. I'm really intrigued. They also got they also got Donovan West. That is draft free agency, which that's that's the fit. That's the fit right there. Um yeah, Zakelj Burford. I mean, they kind of just they kind they of threw stuff around, which they took shots, and they feel like Jalen Moore could be potentially their long-term solution at right tackle from Western Michigan. Maybe that's the case for them. I would have thrown another one at tackle. I know Burford played tackle. He's like 295 yeah. pounds, though. Zakelj feels like a guard as well, so yeah. I feel like they could have gone tackle. If you If you notice something here. The other three teams in the division outside of Arizona are just taking shots on the offensive line. <laughs> Which, I mean, Arizona did. I mean, yes, but too late. I mean, I don't know if the, it's any worse than Burford's Akelge, to be well, honest. Well, yeah. Maybe it's so even better. But. It probably is. But, but. You get the point. San Francisco <laughs> did it in undrafted free agency as well. They didn't stop. Yeah. Um, Adding Kalia Davis and Drake Jackson this unit should be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. But come on, Brock Purdy's fine. Come on now. As a fourth quarterback. <laughs> Take Justin Ross at 262 Niners. Ooh. Why didn't you? It'll be okay. You're uh, getting off subject, but who's who's the week one starter? Trey Lance's. Where's Jimmy going? Where's he staying? I think he stays. Who's trading for him? Carolina? Is that that's it, right? That's I don't it. know what Carolina's doing. That's they should have already done right? something. They they, they took Corral already, though. Yeah, they so should have already done something. It? Yeah. If I mean, Houston does it, I'm gonna lose my mind at Houston. Yeah, I'm gonna lose my mind. Why is Houston doing that with all the picks they have next year? Do not do yes. that. Stupid. Um, you're not winning the division with him. Like you're not. Um yeah, I mean, this is – I don't know. I don't it's know. its not great. I like, Drake, I, just, I like Drake Jackson. Yeah. I like Castro I mean, Fields. Yeah. C-minus for me. What about I you? I give it a C. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just think they might have just done a little better in undraft free agency in terms of a couple <laughs> positions. I, I like I like Jackson, and I like Castro Fields. Yeah. yeah it kind of runs out there. I – I wasn't as big a Danny Gray guy as like guys like Kelvin Austin, Shakir. Felt like Shakir was like just that, that's a shanty. Yeah. I can't believe that. Um, he didn't go that direction. I know Gray's a little more explosive, so I understand. Um, but yeah, I just not feeling that. We, we get to the fun one now, though. Here's the fun one. Okay. And it's, it's the last fun. one. Last one, Seattle Seahawks. We get to puzzle ourselves a little bit in multiple <laughs> ways with this because. At pick nine, everybody thought, okay, what the heck is Seattle going to do that's going to blow our minds? And Seattle said, you know what? Fluff, you guys. We're taking Charles Cross, the right selection at nine. Was it? Like, well done. Okay. Pick nine, they took Charles Cross. 
offensive tackle Mississippi State. They come back. They got back-to-back picks at 40 and 41, right? They go at 40, Boye Mafe, edge rusher, Minnesota. 41, Kenneth Walker, the third running back, Michigan State. Pick 72, Abraham Lucas, tackle Washington State. Pick 109, Kobe Bryant, cornerback Cincinnati. Pick 153, Tariq Woolen, cornerback UTSA. Pick 158, Tyreek Smith, edge Ohio State. Pick 229, Bo Melton, wide receiver Rutgers. Pick 233, Tariq Young, wide receiver Lenore Ryan. Mason, is there a bad pick here? I don't necessarily think so. <laughs> I feel like there's not. There's actually not a bad pick. There's not. And I will say, getting Brian and Woolen on day three, what, what, what are stupid, we, man. What were the other 31 teams doing? I, I can't don't believe get that. Um, I know. The fourth say, award winner went 109. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. He Maybe he wasn't as good as, as Gardner. I get it. But, like, I, I mean, think come he's, on. He's better than a lot of the corners that went in this late, mid to late second, third round, in my opinion. I had him as, like, a second round. Did you break. have him higher than Emerson? Yes. Okay. There's one right there. Yeah. Um, I like them taking another shot on an edge rusher. Harbison. With Mafe. They need that. Um, I get the Walker pick just because the Chris Carson concerns. And then already, guess what? Rashad Penny's dealing with injuries. Um, but I'm, I like Bull Melton. I like both receivers in the end. Take a shot. Although I don't necessarily know what it's going to mean for Dwayne West. Estridge stands are sad, and I am. I'm sad about um, that. But I know you want to talk about something, though, so I'm going to let you do this. We you both agree on it? this. Yeah. yeah. You go right ahead. Yeah, so, like, I think it was – I want to say it was, like, day three, or maybe it was the end of day two, where I kind of, like – I might have said it on the live stream, potentially. You, like, you messaged me after day two. I did. Okay. Yeah, so it was, like, it was Friday night, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. Seattle, what's our philosophy? And everybody was like, you know, they fought Russ on it for years, right? And it was like, oh, they're they want to run the ball. And so I was like, okay, well, they took Kenneth Walker third, which, like, as Mason, you said, like Chris Carson injuries, Rashad Penny injuries, like, let's get the true workhorse. The problem is if you're running the football a lot, you took two Mike Leach tackles. Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas, two guys who have been in pass protection way more than anything else in terms of, again, like run run blocking. Like Charles Cross likes to wall people off of his backside. Yeah. In some zone running looks. It worked. Promise you it's not working on Sundays. It's not. It's not happening. You'll get blown up. So, but this is the smarter move. However, even though it's the, the philosophy here is super weird because you added like pass protectors, <laughs> which again, if that fits into your, which the play action part of it makes total sense in terms of, okay, we've got deep threats on deep threats on this team. I even, th- I'm going to throw Eskridge in there yeah. with Lockett and, and Metcalf. Yep. I'm going to throw Dariq Young in there as well, yeah. who runs really fast for like 6'3", 225. He's a big dude who runs super fast. That makes sense. You needed the pass protectors. You got two of them who have, again, on their respective sides, nice job, who have been very good in that area. Quick feet, great recovery skills, good hands, the whole nine yards. So the play-action game makes sense. You're going to be able to take shots. You got Drew Locke. Although Geno Smith, potentially early leader in the clubhouse, a quarterback, <laughs> kind of shreds this whole thing. But let's, let's just try and assume Locke for a second. The yeah. problem is, is in the run game, are you going to be able to generate enough? Are you generating enough 
power up front to displace guys, to reset the line of scrimmage, to be physical. This is the unit that wants to do that. Are Lucas and Cross going to be enough? Now, the correct pushback to this is teaching these guys to run block should be way easier than teaching the big mauler dudes footwork, hand placement, all that stuff and protection. I get it. However, I think it's a fair concern to think about what the philosophy is going to be with those two tackles plus Walker plus, you know, how Carroll has often done things. It's it's just weird. Good players across the board. Much, yeah. much more of the like the process even was fine. Just yes. the philosophy is just strange. And they desperately needed to address their tackle spots. And they did. And they got both. So the top 75. It's just gonna be Arizona. <laughs> we have mentioned Arizona with every one of these teams. I so don't, far. you're right, but you know what? They need to hear it. Yeah. Um, they're doing I'm nonsense actually, in the desert. They're lost. They I'm, don't have an oasis. Yeah. I'm really intrigued to see like the Seattle team this year. Like it's intriguing in like a way that I'm like, I want to see how this works out. If you're them, let me ask you this. If you're them, do you take a shot on Baker? I might. Because you have the ones next year, but is Baker going to risk you getting a top-notch quarterback? Probably. So would you rather kind of quote-unquote tank with Geno and Drew, or do you kind of try to see if Baker's your guy? Here's the thing, and and so this might not even – I don't know what it's going to take to acquire Baker. It shouldn't cost you one of your ones. No, it's definitely not going to cost you one of your Um, ones, especially with the contract. Right. So you're in a good position here where you could add him. You could also still be bad Yeah. um, without it. And then you root like heck for Denver to be the team on the outside looking in an AFC West. It's going to be ridiculous week in and week out. Yeah. You can package those to move up. Yeah. Can you I mean, beat everybody to the punch? We'll see. But like, I, it's a lot of projection also, way out. But yeah. I also forgot to say something in my section, but apparently there was like a deal in place for 28 with Seattle and Green Bay. And. Green Bay called them once White was on the phone and said deals off. Oh, okay. Oh, so, it's because t- they thought Tampa Bay was going to take him. Why? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So it makes, makes sense. sense. I think it would have been interesting to see who they moved up for. Oh, yeah. We'll never um, know. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> we'll never know. But, but uh... I also want to say Green Bay and Seattle are like this. Their front offices are very tight. Jordan Love. What's going to happen? I mean, we'll get there, but I think Seattle is a good spot for him. I talked about it. I made an article about it. But at this point, I think that just jumbles the mess even more. I have a pretty good idea of who it was. But, yes, that's true. Jordan Love makes it really interesting. Another guy they could try out. However, Green Bay didn't take a quarterback. So I'm sure Love is the backup slated in. No disrespect to Kurt Benkert. I love Kurt Benkert. Love Um, Kurt Benkert. But I do think Jordan Love is locked in backup now, yeah. has reps. So I have a feeling I know who it was going to be. Who was it? Karloftis, no? I mean, it would make sense. 
Yeah. It, there's no way it was quarterback guys. It's not. no, because they, could, they, they, could have sat there. they had three yeah. opportunities, 40, 41, 72 to take any, to take any, there was no quarterback. Ritter went 74. Yeah. There was no, so quarterback. they had three opportunities to do that. They weren't doing that. They Karloftis or Lloyd. Yeah. Karloftis or Lloyd. That had to be, it had to Probably be Karloftis. Maybe Brees. Maybe Brees to get ahead of the Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Jets got ahead of the Texans either. Yeah, maybe so. Mr. Brees. <laughs> Their first round running back. We would have been excited about it, though. It would have been, been exciting, yeah. It would have been wild if it was for Tyrion Davis Price, but it wasn't. Oh, obviously. Um, God. <laughs> um, okay, we're, we're fine. We're good. We're good here. Um, um, I gave it a B plus. That's exactly what I gave it. Like, we great are. picks across the board. Yeah. Just the only weird. thing, the only thing keeping it from being an A is the philosophy. Like you yeah. took pass protecting tackles with a workhorse running back. I'm just curious to see how that's going to work out. Yes. I, my eyes will be glued to watching these guys like every week because tackles corners, Kenneth Walker, like yeah. really excited to see how that goes. Well, we've, we've reached the end of our draft grades, Mason. It's, it's yes. crazy. Yeah. Um, a lot up and down the board. It's going to be exciting though. Summer's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, real quick, where can they follow you? Uh, at Thompson22Mason on Twitter. And you can follow me at JakeNFL Draft. We've got a lot of projects on our respective stuff. If you follow us there, you'll find those. We will catch you guys uh, next Monday uh, on the It's Always Draft Podcast. Or-